Well, good morning. Breakfast with the broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. I got to tell you, you know, we've had a lot of great guests uh, over the last two years. Uh, you even got my foodie review last uh, last week. Um, but I got to tell you, I'm very excited to announce my uh, or introduce my next guest. So now, by way of Oakville, Ontario, he's the best-selling author of five best-selling business books. He has worked with companies from PepsiCo and Saks Fifth Avenue to Microsoft and IBM. He's the co-owner and co-founder of Unmarketing Inc. He's a keynote speaker, co-host of the Unpodcast. He is a husband, a father of five children, two dogs and two cats. And the most interesting fact, he met his wife, Allison, on Twitter. Hey, 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 he is Scott Stratton. Hello, that's a great, you're a good hype man. I like that. <laughs> well, we got to, you know, we got to bring up the energy a little bit. Here. <laughs> it is breakfast. There's different types of breakfast people. There's the, uh, just, just leave me be breakfast people. Then there's like, let's get to this. And I, <laughs> well, I, I think every day it changes for me. I don't know. Which yeah, is which. I agree. I agree. Every Tuesday I'm, I'm the, uh, let's get to this. Let's get to this. <laughs> exactly. Scott, thanks so much for joining us. You know, you know, we were just talking briefly off air, you know, how things have adapted and we've, you know, you've gone from, you know, speaking, you know, in front of, you know, big audiences and whatnot and, and, and the equipment that you take versus what you do now. And uh, um, it's pretty crazy. Talk a little bit about how, you know, how you're managing and, and what you're doing now. Well, I, I used to say on stage that because, um, you know, I speak about disruption for the past five, six years. And one of the lines that I would say on stage is the definition of disruption, which is change without time to resist it. And that was about industry change and come. Well, I didn't um, I didn't mean this. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. So talk about change without time to resist it. Like that's that's what we're and And, you know, we have this natural um, um, has been, you know, forged through decades of of, you know, of life that you just become more resistant, and more resistant, and more resistant to change. You know, that's why we get certain we get set in our ways. That's that's where the term comes from. We get certain point, and then as we get older, we 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 not only get set in our ways, we we feel we've earned it to be set in our ways, which you have because you've been on this planet for X number of years, and as you get older, you get more seniority. But at the point now, we all, we almost like you know, I feel twelve years old every other day. You're just like, I don't want to do this, or I don't want to do that, or like I when we were talking before we came on here, like my my life used to be showing up at gigs. Um, you know, I did uh, past ten years. I've done over five hundred keynotes at events, and I would show up with a USB key, and I'd be like, All right, where's my lav? And I would get hooked up by somebody and walk on stage, do my thing, and go home. Now I have 27 pieces of equipment, 14 different software programs. I am the the lighting guy, the sound guy, <laughs> the key grip, the gaffer, producer, director, and host. And so it, it's a point of saying, because we have two choices, we can either you know resist the change or adapt within our own parameters. And that's the thing right now. The problem is what's happening right now, even, even in, in, in real estate. I'm actually, the funny thing is I, I've been working on the presentation for the the big Remax broker owner conference in August. So I've been going. I'm I'm all Remax all day right now, and <laughs> and and all real estate. And it's one of the, my favorite industries to speak to. But however, one of the issues with uh, an industry like real estate, where you're almost like you're you're an entrepreneur, but you're also part of a brand, right? You're just you're hustling. You're getting your thing. You're but it's your own business. Is that we have this thing about um, almost like 
top surface level views of things. You're like, well, that that person's really being productive right now, and I'm not. And we get this kind of guilt or this shame. And I, I really want to take this 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 morning, um, this breakfast opportunity to have everybody know that it if today isn't your day, that's okay. That we have to be kind to ourselves first right now to understand that for if, if we're not you know, our nose to the grindstone. If we're not, things change, you know, in my brain, just my emotional or mental state could be hour by hour. And the worst thing we can do is compound anxiety and stress right now, which kills productivity and creativity that we don't compound it with our own self guilt towards ourselves that you give yourself this a little breakfast break right now and, and take a deep breath. And if today isn't the day to do certain things to start filling your funnel or, or getting, you know, you know, more marketing type of stuff out there, then that's okay. It's got to be okay because we're we're human first. Yeah, I'm not a speaker first. I'm not a company owner. You're not a realtor first. You're human, and and we need humanity right now for yourself. All the all the procrastinators just rejoiced. They just jumped up and said, "Yes!" <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on, as the as the uh, as the 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 leader of procrastination. If you if you if you go you know if you go into that word, excuse me, but my 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 camera uh, froze. I'm gonna go to my webcam here. Um, so the the different see now. By the way, what I just did there was what I've been working on for the past four months, which is what happens if that camera goes and can I can I get back to this one without without a panic because right now this is a perfect segue I didn't even plan this so <laughs> so right now first of all I'm going to address the procrastinator thing and then I want to get into the camera switch I just did so procrastinator nation or procrastination see now we get the two but between <laughs> as your leader uh, I, I we've led a certain life to this point and it's been up and down for all of us and and We'll talk now. Nah, we'll talk about it later. So, see what I did there too. So the difference, of course, now also with a, with a, a live versus virtual audience is I can't see the, the all the people watching this having the uproariously laughter, you know, with their heads back. And I, I know they are, but with that switch I just did there. So here's one of the issues right now. If we are doing stuff, if we are marketing, if we're going on a Zoom meeting or a or Facebook um, a kind of video chat with somebody or and on anything, if we're talking to prospective clients or current ones or just getting out there every time we do something. Thing, we're branding or as we call it unbranding which is you know what what somebody thinks of your brand um with the most extreme story they know and the most recent story that they know that's what psychologists say a brand is we see the remax balloon and we think two things that balloon that big thing and the big brand itself but we also think of the most recent which is where you come into to to, to play that every broker owner every agent every everything every even referral on behalf of a remax agent is the is the brand so if you're going to go on a zoom call if you're going to go and do like a, a little webinar or something like that or talk about something in your community we have to get you have to get some reps in you have to get some reps doing this stuff even myself this is like my job is is yapping my job is talking and so i need to know these things because this is my profession virtual is now my profession for now and the the foreseeable future but if i went out and then that, that camera froze and then i don't know what to do what do you, what do you do? You're just like, well, he's gone. Okay. And so, to, so you have to get reps in. you have to get reps. So I know when something goes down, if that camera freezes, I can go to this one right away and kind of, I can address it like I did there and saying, whoop, and I'm going to switch here because also me doing the whoops there also understands that I understand the, the pain of doing this virtual, that I understand that I can switch, but trying to sell virtual as a, as, as a professional speaker 
I have to have the reps. You have to have, because it's experience, right? Wisdom is time plus mistakes to me. And that's what wisdom is. You're taking knowledge and then experience and you put them both together. That's so valuable. Well, we don't have a lot of the reps like this. We haven't been forced virtual ever. We've used it as a compliment to stuff, but not as the only way for the most part. So we have to look at, let me get those reps in. Let me, let me try those things. If I'm going to do virtual open houses, then I'm going to run some reps. I'm going to do some tests. Maybe I'm going to do a, a house tour for somebody who's buying, who's not in the area or can't come to the area. Then if you want to do a, a FaceTime tour, we'll do some reps with another agent. Go swap back and forth to try it out and say, you know what? I couldn't actually see that or I can't hear you when you hold your phone here because you don't realize it's muffling the microphone. Get reps in with each other. Do the trial thing so you know because when I switch cameras there, that's not the first time that's happened. I did it. Um, I like I planned it without being live. I just said, so, okay, and I just cued it. I said, camera goes down and I just, without, without even looking, you know, without even if it, reacting to it, camera goes down, I can go here or I can go back, right? And then if I got to go into a slide when I'm talking about, you know, really, I, I've figured this out, but this was coming in as a mirror image originally. It was, you know, it was coming in totally backwards. And, and, and of course, you look at that and you're like, well, I don't think that'll work. But then you people just throw up your hands. You're like, well, that doesn't work. Well, we, you keep investigating. But all this takes time. And so we want to make sure we get those reps in before, because if you're doing a Zoom call with potential clients uh, um, or they're doing a virtual tour that, you know, if we can't figure out the tech, I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about having this mic and this a DSLR camera and everything. Just understanding what happens when it hits the fan. You know, what happens if I lose? Like, what things can I do to make sure that my, can, my, my, my speed on my phone, if I'm doing a virtual thing and it's going through data, what are the things that make it more constrained or more open? Like those little things, you know, closing the rest of your windows on your phone, rebooting your phone or at home, you know, you know rebooting your router. Like these little tweaks can help the quality of this, of your stream or your Zoom coming through. And I think that's important. I think that's, uh, that's awesome. I mean, when you look at, you know, just when we talk about video, right? So, you know, everyone, you know, has been talking about video for many, many years and, and, you know, they've been forced, you know, a lot of the real estate agents have been forced into doing some version of video now, you right. know, right. Uh, you know, and, 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 and it, it doesn't matter in all ages. Right. So when you're looking at it, you know, you got to put your reps in because I could tell you right now, if I looked at my first video or interview two years ago and now my video and interview now, um, it's night and day. I mean, you know, it, it, it may, you know, it's just, you know, the, the quality of the uh, the picture, the quality of the sound, all that stuff, you know, uh, increases with uh, with reps. Yeah, so, that, uh, and that's the thing. Take, take, take what you necessarily don't connect with or don't resonate when you watch other Zoom or videos or calls and then use that to your own advantage. So a couple of things here. One, I can see your, your windows behind you there, but the light isn't oversaturating the shot. And I'm sure you've learned this from experience of where you're positioning, where the light's coming in a camera. Well, how many times have I seen doing things like this, being interviewed or somebody going on it, and all you see is this light glow and it's like it's almost like they're doing one of those things on Netflix where they're like, we had to blur their <laughs> identity but we we didn't want to he's like so then in real estate we have to but you know it's just like it's like are you in the witness protection program like that is one of the issues that goes on with this and so that is again it's 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 trial and error and one of the things here one of the biggest things that i see if i can give a quick tip for everybody watching right now if you're doing things virtually at all and that, again this could be one to one or one to everyone but i i, I you really need to do this 
You see what I'm doing? I'm looking at the camera. Now, here's the thing. I can't see you right now. Okay, you're on my monitor over here. Okay, so you can see you can see my computer in the in the frame here. You're on my monitor. Okay, but we are used to talking to people and making eye contact. Eye contact has so many levels, and there's so many better body language experts out there. One being uh, Mark Bowden, who's a um, I'm a, a Canadian. He's a fellow Canadian, and I really uh, recommend his uh, um, stuff about this. But eye contact, right? This is this creates a connection. This creates more trust. This could create an intimacy in in the where we lose it because we don't have it in person. But our our instinct is to do this, is to look at you. But I'll, I'll look and I'll switch it over. I'll switch it over. Okay. So I'm gonna go to the webcam. I'm gonna make it more of, of kind of how you deal with it anyway. So right now, so so this is what I'm doing right now. Okay. I'm looking at you right now. You're interviewing me and I'm looking at you. But what's on the screen? I'm looking down. Right. And what am I looking down at? Am I on my phone? I have a comic book and I looking down and realizing I'm not wearing pants, which is unconfirmed <laughs> at this point, but this is the thing. So you see that there is a detachment in connection. Okay. So if I'm talking to you like this, but here's the thing, it, it's counterintuitive in my brain because if I'm talking to you, I want to make eye contact with you and you want me to make eye contact with you. But for me to make eye contact with you, I can't make eye contact with you. Right. Yeah, there is, crazy. Right. There is uh, ways to move the, the window up. So if I move this window down where you're talking to me right now, I'm looking down even more. But if I pull the window up as much as I can on the screen, I am almost looking in the camera. But always remember, put a post-it note beside your camera, something saying, look here, with an right. arrow pointing, just to remind you, because we get one of the best and worst things about when we go virtual is then getting comfortable, right? We're, you know, we're going to get comfortable, we're going to talk. And when I get comfortable, then I just start kind of looking at you and talking, and I'm forgetting to do this. Yeah. And that is a really important thing to understand a connection with somebody and in real estate, in any business, but especially in real estate, it's, it's, we do business with people we know, like, and trust. And we build those things and we create that. And if we've lost the warmth of being in person a lot of the time, then we can create a virtual side of it by just doing a couple of tweaks like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, Rebecca Steinhaus, our director of marketing and, and, and uh, facilitator of breakfast with the broker, um, or now today is uh, breakfast with the unbroker. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed that. Well done. Well, but uh, well. she she constantly reminds me, and you know, and, and initially, it's you know, it talks about talking about reps. I mean, it's it's difficult you know, because yeah. you are naturally wanting to see you on the screen, and you know, I could put it as far up as possible, but I'm still not going to see you. <laughs> you know, yeah. I see yeah. you peripherally. You know, I see a little bit of you, but yeah, it's uh, looking at the uh, the camera is, is is really huge. Otherwise, you know, just like in, you know, when you're face to face, you're thinking that you know someone's you know doing something else. They're they're bored with you. They're they're not interested or or what have you. And and that couldn't be further from that. And and that's the signal we're giving off, right? Where, where you know, you know that friend, you know that or or a client who when you're talking to them, they're just like, yep, mm-hmm, okay, and they're on their phone. You're just like, I'll wait. But virtually, we're all doing looking down, and our brain assumes, well, they all have something better to do, right? We have this imposter syndrome. We have that, and another thing here too is we're also not used to seeing ourselves as we talk or as we listen, right? We're self conscious already for, for the given. We and most people don't want to see themselves on camera, present company excluded, right? I, I've uh, since of my mannerism, like, look, he's so crazy, and I'm like, I don't oh, want to see. <laughs> but that's the thing. So we're not used to seeing ourselves. 
right? So because we're always self-critiquing and that messes with your head. So one of the things you can do in a Zoom meeting, you can you can actually go to a setting and turn self self view off which it doesn't turn your camera off for other people, but it, it does turn it off for you. So we're not sitting there looking at ourselves the entire time where we, we, we just get, oh my God, is that what's in the background? And I promise you, everybody's looking at what's in the background right now, including my thing and including yours, right? So I'm looking at that stack of, of, of papers on, on, on your desk right now. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's there. And we have that, but that we have the, <laughs> but, but that's how we do it, right? That's our, we're curiosity. And well, as we're also nosy as a human species we're nosy we're like what is this you're like you're looking back here and i threw a bunch of stuff you're like there and like what is that a gold record it's not it's a marketing <laughs> piece i made for a band 25 years ago and i had just found it in a box and i'm like i gotta tell a story about this one day and then i put it up there and then i realized just 10 minutes ago i'm like they may think i have a gold record that is not cool i don't actually have one so <laughs> you, people will be looking in the background if i switch to to this right then people are trying to read what's on the paper don't read what's on the paper it's my paper okay it's it's brainstorming <laughs> stuff but that's it so even but it's a, and it's reps because as you were just talking now and i'm listening and nodding and that's active listening and i'm actually nodding i'm not saying well nod so he knows i'm like no i am listening but it's so hard because literally you are talking over here because of the way i set up my monitor and i'm just it's like a magnet it's trying to pull my head over here to look at you but it's like actively listening is if i'm saying that then i'm looking at you and you are in the camera and i it's it but that is rep after rep after rep and trying and trying and trying and failing and trying yeah. and failing yeah. and trying and failing. And then eventually you get to the point you're like, okay, it's getting better. Now I can work on this other thing, but there's so many things that can be involved. So you just focus on a few things. You really can really change like your, your, your zoom meetings and your virtual type of stuff. You know, the funny thing is, is the, uh, probably the best, I guess, practice or reps that uh, I've ever done is this one because you've reminded me to, to, to look at a camera. I, you, know, you know what? I'm definitely going to use that post-it note thing because I think that's a, uh, a pretty good tip. I, I think uh, so important. I'm definitely going to do that. And also, you even even it's your if you, if you are if you have hand gestures, if you're a what you know flailing jazz hands person like myself, one of the things you have to realize too is if this screen kind of cuts in. Okay, let me, I'll, I'll bring it into the screen that I'm using. So if you're wondering what I'm using right now too to do this type of stuff, this is this is Ecamm, a, a, a program that you use. On, it's a Mac-based program, but OBS is one you can use for other ones. But again, that is also something you need reps and also need to learn these type of things. But one of the things that was tricky here is because see the circle I've got, right? It's very limited. And when I flail my hands outward, you can't see it. Maybe it looks like I'm doing a little bit of a lumbata or something like that, but you can't see my hands. So I had to get reps and literally sitting right here working on doing this, like towards it on this plane versus this way. And that is also reps. And one of the things I've also learned is if I put my elbows down on the table here, it keeps my hands here. So when I'm expressive, it, it cuts them in. But that's again, that's those are those are things that you have to go by practice. And one of the hardest things for people to do is watch themselves on video on a replay. Like, well, let me film it. When, well, that's uh, the thing. If you want to do, and here's the, it's if you don't have it's like to a do train anything. wreck. Right, you don't have to, and you don't have to do these. But if you want to Im work on or improve or even small incremental steps, you you you, you got to bite the bullet. You've got to you've got to go and say, okay. It, what did I like or not like about the, either the shot? Even you can take it away from yourself. You can say, well, this shot or this, the sound isn't there and keep exploring and work in the groups of, uh, at your office at this and say, okay, let's, let's talk, let's connect, or let's have an email chain or whatever it's going to be about little things, little tweaks you can do that, that really helped. 
Yeah, great. So uh, let's get a little bit into um, unmarketing. You know, mm-hmm. what is unmarketing? I know you talk about engagement and, and that's your biggest priority, but um, what are the things that, you know, you know, wh- how'd you come up with unmarketing? You know, and you, you decided like one day to like kind of write a best-selling book. <laughs> <laughs> I think almost every book is written at the start to, to be a best-selling book. And uh, <laughs> then you realize how much work there is trying to sell a book. Uh, and right. uh, yeah, I, You're so. knocking on doors and you want a book? Want a book? Yeah. Hey, you, how about you? You want a book? I don't care. Just take it. Hustling on the street with my books. And so <laughs> one of the, the, so, you know, being ad- adaptable and, and resilient and, and unmarketing came out of, out of that, which like I formed the company on marketing almost 20 years ago. And originally it was about how to market your business without spending money. And that, that was the, that, that was the t- tagline until I realized that when you lead with that, you attract also people who don't want to hire you as a consultant. <laughs> it doesn't have any money. <laughs> Takes me a while to figure this stuff out. So what had happened was in the 2000s, I had, I, I had just built up, I had one of the most successful viral video companies in the world. We made these slideshows um, back in the day. This is back when we had loading screens and it was flash based and, you know, you had the percentage of loading coming up. And so anything like the time movie, the dash movie, they're like pictures and cheesy music and, and <laughs> inspirational words. If you ever rem- remember those from the Internet, most of those were, were ours. I'm sorry. And uh, so and then the recession hit. Yeah, and in 08, um, every, all my business dried up. I got I got lazy. I got uh, cocky. And, uh, and didn't do anything to fill my funnel. Didn't do it. I just didn't market. I just word of mouth and just, just laid back on that for years. Uh, and then I was broke and then I went bankrupt and, uh, in 08, 09. And I joined Twitter in April, 2008. And I always believed unmarketing was about positioning yourself and relationships. And I, I always thought that we do business with people we know, like, and trust. And how do you do that? And, uh, I joined Twitter in 08. I didn't really get it. I'm like, this is kind of lame. And then I realized, look, I'm a marketer. I, I give opinions on these things and it's irresponsible of me as a marketer to write off something because I don't personally like it. I need to understand it. So in January, 2009, I decided, okay, I'm going to live on Twitter for 30 days. I had nothing else to do anyways and nothing, no business, no leads, no pipeline. I'm like, I believe in community. I really do. And I stayed, I lived on Twitter for a month and I tweeted uh, over 7,000 times in wow. one month. And, but that was about 80% replies. That wasn't me just tweeting 140 characters, you know, just right. pithy thoughts all day. Although I was, most of those were back and forth. It's social, not just media, it's social. And I went from 1,200 followers to 10,000. And it's, it's anything in business, right? Luck, timing, skill, and effort, right? All those kind of floating around in different levels have to kind of all come together. And then, you know, Twitter was blowing up and I was along for that ride. And it, uh, I always wanted to, you know, uh, build a platform because you get, it gives you leverage. And I knew that I didn't want to go and um, pitch a, a publisher or anything about a book, but I knew I wanted to write on marketing. I, I picked the name on marketing originally because I thought it would look good on a bookshelf. I thought I would stand out. I'm all about hooks in my brain and what hooks the attention. And, uh, and then I built the platform. And if you make enough noise, people come come looking because they want to be part of that platform and wiley um wiley and sons of publisher the editor shannon vargo uh who's still edited today um reached out and said hey uh why haven't you written a book yet i'm like hey why haven't you offered me a book deal yet 
And she's like, touche. And uh, that's what started it. And the, the funny thing is, uh, it was due in like January 15th, 2010, the final manuscript. And I started writing it December 28th because I'm a, <laughs> because I'm a moron and the king of procrastination. So I told you, I, I, I know, I know the procrastination world and, but I had met Allison, um, uh, on Twitter, who is now my wife and business partner. We met on Twitter and, uh, I had told her and I, I, I gave myself 18 days to write the book again, because I'm a moron. And it was, I wrote almost 38,000 words and it was 60,000 were due. And I'm talking to her on Blackberry Messenger at the time. And, uh -huh. and she's like, how's the book going? And I'm like, I'm screwed. I owe 60,000 words. I have 38,000. And I'm out of things to say. Like, I literally used every single word in the English language, I think, in this book. I'm, not, I'm out of words. And she's like, let me have a look. And I had no idea. She was a, a brilliant writer. And she took it. And then she just started asking me questions. She's like, what did you mean by social currency? And I'm like, well, it's obviously. it's the." And she's like, well, explain it to me like I don't know it. And I start explaining it, and I just starts typing. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And she's fleshing out the content, and she took a 38,000 train wreck manuscript and turned it into 60,000 beautiful words. And then we put it in there. And then I did a unbook tour. Since everything is un for us, I did the unbook tour, which is I sent one tweet, honestly, one tweet, January, um, uh, sorry, June 2010. The book was coming out that fall. And since I got the book because of my my Twitter presence, since I got it because of the opinions I exposed on there i decided to put a tweet out and said books coming out this fall who wants me to come to their city on the unbooked tour which was uh, 100 books pre-ordered fly me there and put me up now you had to fly me there and put me up because i had no money <laughs> it was broke it was broke on that book tour but i believed in community in 30 cities 30 people in my community raised their hand 20 of those 30 had never run an event in their life that's how much they committed to it to put it on. So I did. I did a talk in a, a car dealership in Edmonton, to a loft space in in uh, in Nashville, to the um, um, uh, the 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 Chuck Berry Duck Walk Bar in St. Louis, to the Yukon, and everywhere in between. And I started. I did thirty gigs. So it was thirty talks to you know, American Marketing Association chapters, social media clubs, and then a bunch of ones that weren't even organizations. And I did 30 talks in 10 weeks. And that was hard. And uh, I, haven't, I hadn't stopped speaking since. That led to my full speaking. I wanted to be a keynote speaker since I was 12. That's really my, my, my passion is being on stage, is being a performer. And the past decade, I've done over 500 keynotes and that's all I've done. And it all started with Twitter. And I'm, we're living in the house right now that we bought because of the, the success of Twitter and the books and the talks and, and Allison coming into my life. So being an early adopter in Twitter, um, are you also an early adopter of TikTok? Oh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm on the talk ticks. Uh, was first, was first, I was first on there for two reasons. One to understand it because I talk about disruption, a lot of digital stuff. But then the second was like, I see, let me see if I can annoy our kids. <laughs> you know, I already, I already have more followers on Instagram from them. So I, let me try to, and then, uh, I get to TikTok, and I'm like, somebody already registered the name on marketing. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? So I'm, I'm on marketing one on there, but I get, but then I realized since I was on there fresh with no following, no clout, no nothing, I got to start fresh on a platform. So I started following different people. 
not the same people I have on other platforms, not people who look like me or do what I do. I followed all different worlds and all different people. And, and that was a, an eye-opening thing. It was incredible. And now I go on there and TikTok just makes me happy. Instagram makes me happy. And it's good to find things that, that drive you. And if, if right now, if Facebook, you know, if, if, if it's not making you happy, either change the stream in it, you know, mute or unfollow people or use the things or remove it from your phone. It doesn't have to be forever. I actually took Facebook off my phone. I cannot watch this right now. It's not on my phone because it wasn't, it wasn't good for my, my mental health of what I was looking at. I was like, this is not, this is not helping my day. Nothing, none of this information is going to change what I'm going to do today. You know, yeah. I mean, that's an amazing point. I mean, th- thinking about this, I mean, it, the, the viewers out there watching this, that, that is like the one aha, right? So like Facebook right now is just, it, it's just crazy. And, and we talk about like, you know, I've always, I've always been interested in marketing because I always, always thought that like, you know, there's always a saturation point where you're just like, you know what? I don't want to use email anymore. Text me. Right. You know, I don't want to use Facebook anymore. You know, I want to see pretty pictures and, you know, on Instagram or, you know, even if you're going into cooking and decorations, Pinterest or, or, or I want to see people doing funny dances on TikTok. But, you know, that's the funny thing is that like, you know, if you don't like it or it doesn't make you happy, I love that. Like get rid of it, change it, figure it out. Let it find the, find the, Find the thing that, that evokes the emotion that you want to feel. Yeah. And that's really for me. So for me, it's like it's either music, like music, you know, gets me out of a rut, or gets me into it, or tells me to focus. I have different playlists that I listen to. I have my relax jackass playlist, which you know puts me in a calm, but it's also telling me to relax. Um, and then I have a, you know, the the kick-ass one, you know, it's just like uh, uh, if you want to go, I'm going for a run or I gotta do work, and then I have a you know, a good beat one it's got a good beat to it and it makes me you know doing this while i'm working that i th- those trigger the, the things for me that help me out because in a world without a lot of structure currently right th- you thrive off of some structure and it's one of the problems for a lot of people right now is like i don't even i don't know what today is I, it might be tuesday but i didn't realize yesterday no yesterday was monday i didn't i didn't know that till about 4 p.m and that's also yes. not not that's good for 23 year old me in college but not so much 45 year old me right my brain's like you need to do something with some kind of semblance and structure and you know, before this i was talking to a, an agent was asking me a, a question on a contract and um i said well you know it was you know the time uh the deadline for loan approval was you know yesterday you know the 20th she said, it's not the 20th. I said, yeah, it's the 20th. No, 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 it's the 27th right now. Yesterday was the 27th. <laughs> I'm a week behind. You're like, what? <laughs> Are you, like, I, I checked six times to make sure this we're doing right now was today. <laughs> because I don't I mean, know. You, you think about the psychology of things that, you know, you, you know, you want to say, um, unmessed up <laughs> it's it's it, this is pretty uh pretty good stuff but uh yeah so give us some you know maybe like the top two tips in marketing that you think real estate agents could benefit from uh i one thing is is understanding that um act as if a community is a verb i believe that community is is not a tactic or a marketing tool that if you are about community your community this can be virtually or literally geographically community that it's action. It's what you do in the community. That's where if you want to, if community is one of your things, if one of your, 
and, and some people it's not you're just, you you know do your thing and that's 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 okay but the ones who want to say look community is really what i'm all about then it's the action it's the verbs and it's the things it's actually why i was working on this slide for with melanie uh, uh, where she was every, you know, for a month in January, a few years ago in Fort McMurray, Alberta, she realized it was a downtown, like it was just like very slow. And so she decided to feature a local business. Local business is very important to her and to everywhere. And she decided to go and and feature a local business once a day for 30 days. And she will go in and film it and interview and do B roll. And she'd learn this stuff because she wanted to be the verb in, in community. She wanted to do the action in community. And she wanted to be the catalyst for community conversation. So she was doing it. And, and you can do this type of thing virtually too. You can talk and, and do like what you and I are doing right now and feature it. So for 30 days, now here's the thing. The videos don't have a million views each and it doesn't matter, right? They all they all have a certain amount of views and it's it's a wonderful thing, but also, it's endearing to the business owners. The people say, yeah, we'll shop local or do this, but what are you doing? What are we doing to, to harness that? That a lot of businesses are suffering, really suffering and say, so what can we do to elevate, to, to, to amplify that we're feeling so constricted because a lot of people can't go and do what they want or can do to help in a community right now. And you can do it also virtually. We can do things to lift it up. Community is a verb. And, and that's something that I really, really need to stress because it makes me very upset when community is used as a tactic. And that's a, those are two really different things. And then the other tip okay. was, was the really, honestly, what I said at the start of this, which was you all cut yourself some slack and give yourself a little bit of a break. If you don't know all this equipment stuff, you don't know all the things or you are just not feeling it one day, it's gotta be okay. Every day cannot be about the endless pursuit of more. Okay. We just, it's because that is a nonstop. It is nonstop. And it's a treadmill that never gets turned off. That once in a while you got to be okay with what is now and that's a hard thing to do a lot of the times especially when we're seeing other people doing stuff or other areas doing things or other regions doing stuff or being you know dealing with things better or worse than what's going on right now it all gets in here it all pushes in here and you can't be creative you can't be productive you can't be inspiring to your team you can't do any of these things until you you you, you have it in, internally in yourself that you you, you can do that and authenticity, and that word also gets thrown around too much. Authenticity is about being natural and going with your grain and doing what works for you. And that can change daily. And that's got to be okay. Adaptability and flexibility and, and, and resilience isn't about your business. It's about you, which yeah. in turn is about your business. Yeah, the most successful people in the world, you know, live in the present, right? They, I mean, they have goals, obviously, but they live present. They're focused on now, right now. What are you doing now? Right. And um, I love that, you know, putting the, uh, you being the, you know, impetus uh, to be that that verb in the community. Um, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's great. What, um, so I always, you know, I always uh, ask this question, you know, what's your favorite like streaming or Netflix show? Um, and what are you currently watching? You know how to ask the good questions. Um, well, I finished Netflix. It's, we're done. Um, <laughs> we're out. Uh, luckily, we're in Canada, so we get uh, the show sometimes later than than you all down there. It's funny when when they launched, launched Netflix Canada, and this is probably I don't know six seven years ago, like the streaming service. We got it. I'm like, we finally have Netflix. It's like, we got electricity last month and now Netflix. And we, and we turn it on. And uh, I swear, I'm not making this up. It's like new releases. ALF season two. 
And for those of you that don't know Alf, that's because it was a long time ago. And it could never be. <laughs> that was, a, that was during our era. Yeah. So that was so, so, but honestly, the, um, so a couple of things that, so me and a couple of the kids, um, did the whole MCU, the whole Marvel world. We did the whole movie series, you know, one night, you know, a bunch of nights for in chronological order. So that was awesome. I'm a huge comic book geek. So that was really cool. Um, now we, you know, we watched uh, some baseball last night, which was very cool to see. Um, but then we actually do, um, so Allison and I, I'm like, we have our, our, our rotation of movies we can rewatch over and over again. So we just did all three John Wicks two days ago. And then, you know, we have like the, the really angry dude movies, John Wick, Jack Reacher, and Den <laughs> Denzel and the Equalizer one and two. I can watch all for seven of those movies in, on repeat. I, it just, they're just great. But we actually have three sitcoms. We just, we'll just, every night we'll just put on and enjoy it. We don't have to, you know, it's that kind of just not have to think about it. And it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Community, and Parks and Rec. We just rotate around those three. And it's just, we enjoy it. It makes us happy and it just calms down your brain because it's predictable and not much is predictable right now. Yeah, agreed. You know, sometimes I feel like Alf, um, yes. you know, and out of space, <laughs> wanting to go back. <laughs> I love me some Alf, man. I was a huge Alf head, you know, back in the day. But that is not considered I'm, a new uh, release. One, one day I'm going to do this uh, Breakfast at the Broker in an Alf suit. One day. <laughs> you, you, you tag me on that. I would like to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. You're in. So, uh, Scott, I got I got to tell you, really, really um, appreciate it. In summary, I mean, you know, your reps matter. Um, you know, kind of live in the now um, and, you know, continue to, you know, you know, prop up the community by you being the action or the impetus um, for that community. So, uh, Scott, uh, uh, this was really, really great. You know, I, I got to tell you, I am definitely going to read that book on marketing. Um, I think uh, I encourage everyone else to do the same. Uh, you know, you, you come with a, a very, very uh, amazing resume and we certainly appreciate it and hope uh, in the, uh, the up north uh, there in Canada, uh, you stay safe and your family does as well. Thank you all and uh, take care of yourself and, and be kind to yourself. Absolutely. All right. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Uh, Scott Stratton was excellent. We have a next guest next week. Uh, it is a surprise guest, special guest, whatever you want to call it. But uh, we, we hope you have a wonderful week. Uh, stay safe and, and have, a, have a great week. Take care, guys.